2: Welcome to Watching the Tudors. I'm Heather. And I'm Jonathan. This is the show where we re-watch, or watch in your case, the Tudors and talk about what happened, what was real, what was dramatic license, and what was just kind of made up, and the story behind the drama. So, I'm Heather, and I've been podcasting about Renaissance England since 2009, and I thought it would be fun to go back and watch the Tudors and separate out the drama from the fact.
1: I'm Jonathan. I'm uh, her husband, and I really know very little about history. I'm picking up some from watching this show, but I thought it would be good for me to sort of ask the questions that the historical layman would ask.
2: There you go. So, this is season two, episode four. Oh, and we should say we're going to be more regular with this now that Hannah's in school. Yeah. Our daughter's in school. Daughter's in school, yay. So, we have time. Um, So this is Season 2, Episode 4. Anne's given birth to a daughter, Elizabeth, and now this one's called Act of Succession. So we get Mary in Elizabeth's household serving her. Thomas More and Bishop Fisher are imprisoned for not taking the oath to the Succession Act. And that's kind of what's... Oh, and Anne decides to get a mistress. Henry, a a Mm -hmm. mistress. Yeah. So, spoiler alert.
1: Yeah, we're probably going to be talking about things that will happen in future episodes. Um, yeah, sort of we, we may give things away that you might want might not want, want to, to know. know. Uh, and also,
2: we're assuming that you've watched it. So if you don't want to know what happened, don't watch it. Yeah, this is more, this
1: is more of an after show versus a pre show. There
2: you go. All, podcast. All right. Yeah. So what's your what's your first question?
1: My first question, we're just jumping right in. Let's just jump right in. All right. So at the very beginning, uh there's a scene where someone's talking with Mary and they're saying, Oh, I'm sure your you know, your father still loves you. Um I think it it you know, I think this I think my question was kind of answered later in the in the episode, but I guess I just wondered your take. Like, do you think Henry really kind of loved Mary at all? Yes. Okay.
2: Yes. And actually uh, you know, something interesting is that and we talk, I think we were going to talk about this later, but we can just talk about it now is okay. that throughout this period, Anne Boleyn was really wanting, was really pushing Henry to execute both Mary and Catherine of Aragon. Uh, she said, you know, as long as they're alive, they're a point of rebellion and, you know, they're a threat to Elizabeth, blah, 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 blah. Mm. And he blustered and said he might and made all kinds of threats but yeah. he, he never actually did um which you know is, is nice um
1: and it's also a, a a big step for henry
2: right exactly know. and so he never could could pull himself to do that even though Anne was really pushing for it and you know throughout this time he did send mary things and and we we'd think that there was this whole that it wasn't until later that she became reconciled to him and, and things were tense but she actually was at court a little bit more than what this show portrays uh-huh. and you know he, he was very very angry with her for this but you know he he did still love her as his daughter and mm-hmm. I don't I think that relationship is um, there's a new book out on Mary and the subtitle should be less lessons and nuance because it was a very nuanced relationship but yes as a father loves a daughter in his own way he he did
1: i get it it's almost like he didn't he didn't necessarily like her politically but um right but as his daughter all right okay next um archery like w- there was the scene where brandon charles brandon yeah. was teaching his son about archery and Cromwell came up and yeah and shot an was archery like a like a big thing. I mean, yeah. you know, we see it in movies and stuff, but
2: well, I think it's interesting because the reason I wanted to talk about this was it was still a law that you had to spend Sunday afternoons practicing with the bow and arrow. Everybody did every man who was strong enough to do so would was required. And this is 150 or 120 years or so after England's victory at Agincourt. But during the 15th century, during the hundred years of war, late, Fourteenth, early fifteenth century, England was just unstoppable. They were like superpowers because of the strength of the u bow, and it was like the English were famous for this. And these archers could fire off like I don't know a shot every three seconds. And, and you're telling me that, yeah. yeah, and there was just like the French, nobody had anything for them, and it till till they eventually had trained people up. It took a long time, you know, mm-hmm. to train another generation, like generation. up. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so during that time, nobody had anything for the English. And so it was still very much an important part of culture, even 120 years on after Agincourt. And Agincourt was the famous battle where they were, like, hugely outnumbered, but because of the might of the English archer, they were able to defeat the French. And it was this glorious victory. It
1: was like three to one, right? Something like yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And it was really bad setting, England didn't have good position and anyway, so that was, you know, something that was really deep part of them is the importance of archery and still at this point
1: people were required to practice archery. That's cool. Huh. Next is about the bill they were discussing, um, about Anne's children being the successors to the crown. Yes um, what was is I mean it's it's a prominent part of this episode so i'm assuming that's real like Uh was that called something yeah
2: well there were a couple of acts of succession and every time henry got married you'll see another one with jane seymour he has to have another one to move the order around and eventually he his final will did finally stipulated mary for edward first his son that he'll have with jane seymour and then mary and then Elizabeth. But you know, as of this point, he's saying that his marriage to Catherine of Aragon has to be annulled, and so therefore Mary is a illegitimate bastard. Yeah, and not, not the heir to the so, throne. So yeah, they need to do a new bill that says Elizabeth goes in front, and they just need to solidify that because during the Wars of the Roses, that was part of the whole problem. Was all these people kept coming up saying, "I have this claim, I have that claim," and so it they wasn't needed like written down. Yes, they needed Parliament to say, "This is who it
1: is." Mm-hmm. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anne was told by I guess well I mean in, in the show the king but she, was she really not allowed to to breastfeed her own her own Queens daughter?
2: were not allowed to do that. No, and Just Anne because Belen, it,
1: it wasn't queen like. Or no, was there? No, you had reasoning? to get your
2: fertility back. So breastfeeding does ah, lower your fertility. Okay. Because her job is to have babies. Yeah
1: and so she could get pregnant as soon as possible again. exactly
2: and she did want to breastfeed elizabeth it was that that is actually a true little tidbit in there she did want to breastfeed elizabeth and she couldn't and especially in england and france and in scotland it was queens did not breastfeed interestingly james the 6th si- of scotland first of england um the one who came after elizabeth His wife came from Denmark, and she breastfed. And when she came to – originally, he was the king of Scotland. When she came to Scotland, she was all surprised because people told her that she wasn't allowed to breastfeed, and her mother breastfed her. And so she just assumed that she could, and she was heartbroken when they told her that she couldn't. And she thought it was very strange and everything like that. So that part's true, and it's because getting your fertility back. And being a wet nurse to the queen was such a highly coveted position. Henry VIII, even after he became king, he was still paying money to his wet nurse from when he was a baby. mm -hmm. He was still rewarding her with positions and titles and stuff like that. So these are people who, you know, raised the children during that period. And to interview them, to have that opportunity, it was hard for the women because they had to leave their own children, of course, because... They Had milk because yep. they had children, so they had to leave their own children, go live at court. And you, you could, she couldn't breastfeed both of them, yeah. She had, had to be on
1: hand at all times, yeah. And she had to have so milk and she
2: had to leave her own children during that period. But the rewards, if you could get that job, and people believed that personality traits came through Were breast milk, through. Yeah. so they would get. The best it's almost like you
1: get to you get your foot in the exactly. royalty door or something. Exactly.
2: Exactly. So it was very very coveted if you could if you could become the royal wet nurse. It was a really and big deal. Do you deal. have
1: any idea what they would they get people like from court or would they like... Yeah, they
2: would look for people with good families. Uh-huh. So they would try to find somebody who is a you know a good age yeah. and so good someone's cousin
1: and... had to mm-hmm. have had a child recently and Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah.
1: Huh. Um and Mary? Did Mary really, like? Did they really assign her to? Yes. Gosh. Yeah, they did. Taking care of of Elizabeth, like.
2: Uh huh. But you know, interestingly, I think I mentioned this when we were watching it. She doesn't really seem to have taken it out on Elizabeth that much. Mary. One thing about her is she she was very maternal. She never became a mother, which is her great heartbreak. They say that she had this. I read once she had this um, prayer book that had a prayer about. Um, Children and a prayer for mothers and stuff. And when they looked at it after she had died, that page it of like that prayer—it was tear-stained. Oh. So she always wanted to be a mother. She never was a mother, and she was she was very kind to Elizabeth. You know, we think of her as Bloody Mary, and you know that she almost killed Elizabeth and stuff like that. It it again was more nuanced than that and she was she was she didn't take it out on Elizabeth nearly as much as she could have she she was kind to her but yes she was in that position it was very heartbreaking for mary
1: um and then Hatfield yeah that's a just another location is that mm-hmm. like of any importance for any reason it's just-
2: no it's in north it's north of london now it's it's known these days because it was the scene of a really bad train crash about 15 years ago, something like that, 20 years ago, the Hatfield crash. Um, But yeah, no, it's, it's north, it's a little bit north of London. And it was all of these homes are kind of in the periphery of London, far enough away that they were out in the fresh air, Mm -hmm. but close enough that you could ride to them within a day. I see.
1: You can get there quick. Okay. So it's just another place. Um, Then there was like the scene where Wyatt, where Wyatt was talking to what the, the Boleyn brother, what's his name? George to george boleyn Mm -hmm. and they were just saying oh you know every day is christmas for you because uh you're always getting new titles like did was he really just kind of raking in the titles and yeah the the whole family and stuff yeah
2: the whole family was gosh
1: but not but not for long huh i mean (laughs) mean, he he didn't get to keep all that stuff
2: well he died so yeah no
1: exactly Yeah. yeah It's the kind of fa- like, hey, you get all this stuff.
2: The father managed to survive and keep his titles, most of them. Yeah. Um, But so the parents were okay. But uh,
1: and his was he named, named Thomas? Yeah. The dad. Yeah. Okay.
2: Because there's one less. One so more he Thomas.
1: he navigated his way. All, his kids all died, but he yep. he made it through. He it's, sure is a conniving bastard. That yeah, he is. Thomas Boleyn. man.
2: And Anne's mother was heartbroken. You know, it's interesting because they don't I show her in the show. She actually had a, a mother, uh-huh. and her mother stayed away from court. She didn't come to court because she didn't like the whole. She scene. wasn't that
1: uh, yeah that she, much of a low life,
2: and she lived on. And then she had her sister Mary. Mary, interestingly, her who and, had, and, sister. and sister Mary, okay. who had been King Henry VIII's mistress. You remember in season yeah, one, way back when, way back when she actually did something scandalous. She married for love. <gasps>
1: Oh, no. Unheard on of. On
2: her yeah. And uh, she lived, she outlived them all. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Nice. It's, I'm glad someone made it through this tumultuous Mysterium, time. Yeah. And then, and then George Boleyn. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then George Boleyn kind of, you know, kind of threatened Wyatt a little bit. Like he was saying, you know, you better be careful about writing that poetry about people in power because you might, you know, regret it kind of thing. Like yeah. what? What was that? Is, was that uh, about? Like, uh, what was that? Well, about?
2: in in the show, I just think it was, uh, Wyatt mm-hmm. did write a lot of stuff, and it, it came back to kind of haunt him. But the great irony of this is, as we will see, they were both imprisoned, and Wyatt somehow, which is, people are still trying to figure it out, because of all of them, he probably was the one that was closest to having had a romantic relationship with Anne. He's the one that survived the whole thing. Yeah. He went into the tower, and he came out of the tower. Yeah. But
1: No one made it out no of that one. place. <laughs>
2: exactly. Once you went in, you were done.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and so, you know, George was accused of having had an incestuous affair with her. Then all these other people were accused of having had affairs with her. Of all of them, Wyatt was probably the closest one to have ever had one. And he, uh, he managed to come out alive of the whole thing. So I think it's kind of ironic because...
1: And why would, and. Why would George have an incestuous relationship when, when he's messing around with the shirtless violin guy? <laughs> <laughs> the show is funny sometimes.
2: Yeah, it sure. And they get, uh, they always do it with the musicians, right? It was Thomas Tallis yeah. last season. Well, you know those <laughs>
1: promiscuous musicians.
2: Yeah, I'm not.
1: Um, I say that as as sort of a musician myself. I just yeah. don't want to offend any musicians out there. Yeah. And when when that scene came on, you said that there was, like, rumors that he was gay? Uh, Yeah, well, his wife
2: said some really horrible things about him. He and his wife did not seem to have a very good relationship. The jury's still out on what exactly their relationship was like. She testified against him. And then, um, you know... And just
1: really threw him under the bus about everything. Yeah, and she
2: said some horrible things about him. And, Uh you know, there were rumors. But also the other interesting thing, and this is, like way deeper but sexuality as we know it today is a kind of post-enlightenment sort of construct Uh before the enlightenment people didn't have sexuality in the same way that we do it wasn't
1: like a thing like people had sex with people right like kissed people and it was just exactly
2: and especially for men for women not as much Mm -hmm. uh, because women weren't supposed to have sex with anything really (laughs) um except their husbands But, you know, especially for men, it wasn't the idea of, it was, the church officially looked down on it, but again, it wasn't, to call somebody gay, they wouldn't have known what that meant. Yeah, yeah. If you called somebody gay. Yeah,
1: or homosexual or whatever. It wasn't, yeah. Yeah. Um
2: and because it was out it was looked down upon by the church Pe- people who were being puritanical about it could look down on it but it, it you it know and that's why there were rumors mm-hmm. and stuff but it wasn't in the same kind of way that we understand that we it. have it now Yeah
1: okay was Anne really pregnant again like that she yeah. was pregnant quickly She had
2: there's there's a couple of pregnancies there's two more that are confirmed and there's another possible third one but she did she she had a she was pregnant again by that point mhm yeah
1: okay that was quick
2: happened fast
1: yeah and then so next there was like a, all the sort of important people sitting around the big table with with Henry like Cromwell and yeah Cranmer and like you know People like that, and mm-hmm. uh, Anne Boleyn's dad, uh, Thomas Boleyn, who who was that group? Like, because that yeah. that that's not Parliament, right? Parliament's no. like a different thing. So, yeah,
2: that was just like the Privy Council, which would have been like his cabinet,
1: so his, kind of oh, person, okay, like his and, advisors, yeah. his, his people.
2: Yeah, and they would have drafted the bills then. That, so they
1: were just kind of getting all on the same page, and yeah, and probably drafting
2: out. a bill that they could then send to Parliament. Working
1: it out. Before they yeah, rolled it out. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was confused because they were talking about how parliament needed to pass this bill and then yeah. it showed them. So that, that yeah. was just his, his group. Okay. Um, and then, so like, I mean, basically with that, with that act, I guess, I mean, people who truly believed that the Pope was, you know, God's representative on earth, like they had yeah. to like compromise their like faith, their, their soul. Uh huh. Or they or they'd be like sent to prison or killed. I mean, that's- yeah.
2: But that's I mean you were kind of surprised at that, but that's how it's always been. I mean, and you know you talk about later on how Thomas More is one of the good guys. He 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 burned people just as easily when he was chancellor. You remember the scene where he burned the guy for having the heretical books? Yeah. I mean, this is this is how it how it went. Yeah, but,
1: but but see, I mean and I know, you know, I know we have different views kind of on it, but to me, like the big difference and I was, you know, we were talking about this before off, you know, off recording. The big difference is, you know, more Yeah. like in that in that instance, more killed had people killed yeah. because they didn't believe basically what he believed or, you right. know, what the popular belief was. But like see, the difference for me is more truly believed that I mean yes. you know you know wrong or right, you uh-huh. know for better or worse like he he truly believed what he was doing, and he truly you know
2: yeah.
1: th- thought those people were going against you know god's will and stuff so yeah. blah blah blah, but like Henry and his people like like hen you know henry was like kind of didn't believe in what he was well, doing i mean it's it's arguable but i mean yeah. It just seems like he's doing all of this so that he can have his mistress and he can hopefully have a son. Mm -hmm. And I understand, like, you know, if you're a king, you have things work out the way you do, but to, like, have other people, like, basically, like, condemn their own souls Uh for your, like, seemingly selfish positions that, that you don't even aren't even like have the convictions in like to me, it just seems like, like night and day different. And at the end of the day, it's a group of people, you know, jailing and killing another group of people for not agreeing with their ideas, which I mean really is kind of a, you know, to me, a a silly, you know, mm -hmm. concept, but, but at least I feel like it's somewhat understandable when it's, you know, when the people truly believe in what they're doing versus, yeah, I I don't like Catherine. She didn't mm-hmm. give me a son, and and this chick Anne's hot and, and young. Right. and uh,
2: Well, you simplify it because Henry, by this point, I think, and I think most historians think uh-huh. that Henry really did believe that his marriage was um was cursed, I and mean, I, so that's I, Henry's part of it. Okay, okay. and then the people okay. sitting around the table. Mm-hmm. Those were mostly reformers. Those mm-hmm. were people who were Protestants. So, so they, they saw this as a means to an end. Did, they truly, truly believed did believe that the Pope, that the pope was evil. Mm-hmm. The Pope kept people from knowing God. Mm-hmm. The Pope was corrupt mm-hmm. and that England was better served with if it wasn't truly protestant which henry was never truly protestant you yeah. know they were disappointed that he never went further with it yeah. so um you know for them it was like okay well we if this is the means to an end to have if the Pope this is not, the, if
1: this is the train that's going to take us to the place where the pope's bad we're jumping on we're this gonna train. get on it all right
2: yeah and so i think for them it was a way to get closer to what they ultimately would have wanted which was protestantism yeah. and. Um, You know, and that this is why Elizabeth becomes so famous for her quote saying she doesn't want to make windows into men's souls, Mm -hmm. because people always made windows into men's souls. It was what you did. Um, And at the same time, even Elizabeth, even with that quote, did make windows into people's souls. She killed as many Catholics as Mary killed Protestants. And Mary's known as Bloody Mary, but that's because Elizabeth didn't have or Mary didn't have the same propaganda machine that Elizabeth had 50 years later. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, this is what happened. And even somebody as famous as Elizabeth not wanting to make windows into men's souls still did it.
1: Yeah. So, and people are still doing it today.
2: People are still doing it today. In
1: 2017.
2: So, yep. Yeah.
1: All right. Maybe, hopefully, the next question's a little more, <laughs> a little less grim. Uh, did Henry...
2: Well, no, you know, there's something with that. Yeah. Because for most people, I think most people had a different kind of relationship. You know, there was the relationship of like the official relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And then there was most people's. Mm -hmm. So more could have easily said, okay, I'll swear the oath. Mm-hmm. And believed in his heart something different. And, and that's actually yeah. that's actually where f- crossing your fingers came from. Because mm-hmm. people would make the sign of the cross with their fingers like this. Mm-hmm. And they would do that when they swore oaths that they didn't actually really believe in. Mm-hmm. And there were actually, they would make peepholes in churches to see who was crossing, crossing their, fingers their fingers during communions and stuff like that. And so, but this is like... People figured out their own really, you know, this is like, it's interesting, because in a place where you don't have the state telling you what your relationship with, is, with God, it's a little bit different, because you're really free to figure it out. But also in a place where the state does tell you what your relationship to God is, you also still have to figure it out, because the state changes all the time.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and your own relationship is your own relationship, yeah. what you do in your own house. And it would I mean, have been that, really easy yeah. for all
2: of these people to just say, yeah, I believe that. Just like it would have been easy for, for Catherine to say, no, I'm going to go to a nunnery. That's fine. Mm-hmm. And she never did it. And, you know, you can believe whatever you want to believe about it. And, you know, you can and Moore's a, a saint now mm-hmm. because of that. Um, mean, I, I, but yeah. yeah,
1: I mean, for, for just me and in, in my personal views, I, I mean, I think it's it's a very honorable thing to do to not lie about deep important things mm-hmm. i mean i you know as as i as i'll say later like i i wouldn't have been that honorable i would have just you know gone ahead and say sure whatever you guys say and believed what i and, have believed you know, and his and family I would have lost to their live, provider yeah, i got would have so. had to live with my daughter and see her growing up and
2: and her daughter would have had somebody mm. looking out for her. Oh. You know, your daughter would have had somebody looking yeah. out for her. And, I, I don't know, know so. if it was
1: the most intelligent decision, but it was very honorable. And
2: yeah, I know. don't, I don't necessarily think it was because you know what, what did he gain by that? He became a saint. So to me, that looks selfish. He was gonna, he wanted to be a martyr. To me, that's you know, take care of your family, do what you need to do, take care of your family, and like, don't just martyr yourself just for this. And like, I'm not anti Thomas More, but I know
1: what you're saying. I think
2: yeah. to to hold that up and say oh that's honorable
1: mm-hmm.
2: um you know it, it in a way it is and in a way it's not
1: yeah i mean it's 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 quite selfish i i would yeah. i think you you could say yeah all right <laughs> and that's why i love you because we have different opinions but we can discuss them there you go nicely so did hen do you did did henry not that you know it, Inside mm. henry's heart but do you think he loved like did he love elizabeth was that yes. like his, he, that was his girl
2: something else about henry and his children is there was a time when henry was meant to be meeting up with somebody there was like a mistake made in the travel arrangements okay. and he was supposed to be seeing mary and he didn't get a chance to see mary and mm. he actually really yelled at charles brandon who'd made the arrangements because he didn't get to see mary mm-hmm. so he'd been looking forward to seeing her yeah. so yes he he loved his children and he loved elizabeth and he was very proud of her and yes
1: that's nice yeah
2: yeah Yeah, it's really interesting because there's so many sides of henry and as a father he was actually he was a very doting father people said all the time how he came more often than other royal fathers had and you know doted on his kids more than other other ones did are you crying yeah okay
1: it's all just so sad yeah these parents that can't like just love their children and you know, more like, like dies and like all these kids looking up at him and he's like, sorry, you know, and, and Henry, and it's just, it's just all so sad. I just feel so blessed to be able to live a life where I can just love my daughter and she can just love me back. And
2: next question,
1: (sighs) Lady Eleanor, was she like a real person? Is she just some Made yeah, up I think she's mistress. a composite.
2: There, there were a couple of real ones during this time period. I don't know if any mm-hmm. of them's name were it,
1: but they, they, I guess they didn't play more of a role in all of this other than they just were mistresses yeah. and that was it. Okay,
2: yeah. and I, you know, I think that it added to Anne's frustration because for mm-hmm. so long she was the only thing Henry was. Yeah, he was concerned. Obsessed He was obsessed with her, with her and now suddenly.
1: He's not. He's like, oh, yeah, you're you're, you're cool.
2: (laughs) Yeah, the storyline of her being a great mistress but not a great wife starts to come into play there because she did not take it. And at one point, he he did tell her, you need to close your eyes the way your betters did before you, saying, you know, Catherine closed her eyes. You need to close your eyes. And he told her that. with the
1: program. And it's like,
2: how can you expect her to do that when for eight years –
1: yeah, you were, you were madly like, in love like exactly. destroying like Churches. you know like like breaking apart the Catholic Church like exactly. for her and yeah. Okay. Um do you think so there was a scene where Mary got uh yeah. what I would say lippy I was going to say lippy to <laughs> to Anne. Do you think that Mary kind of actually said anything yes, like that to she Anne? Did. She did.
2: She did say that Um, you know, if the king's mistress would put in a word for her, she would be very appreciative.
1: That is harsh. I mean, I deserved, but I I don't know about harsh. I don't brave. That is brave. She was the
2: granddaughter of Isabella.
1: Yeah. I mean, she did not. And, and it's funny. Yeah. Just, yeah. Good. Good for her. Good for her. I'm glad she didn't get killed over it. But I mean, and, and you were saying she, I mean, she wanted to.
2: And wanted to. Yeah.
1: She wanted to kill her. Yeah. All right.
2: Oof, and got,
1: that must have made Anne mad and like offering her like I'll take you back to court. know uh-huh. I'll, I'll be okay. you just have to recognize me as king And she's like, I don't I don't want no, nothing to do yep. with you lady. You, you, yep. you, whatever. All right. Yeah, and then I we already touched on on that. more and Fisher kind of seemed to be the only stand up people around everyone except
2: just, when they were burning other people when they were in
1: charge. Well, they were still, st- I mean, I still, they still yeah. were standing up for their beliefs. I, I think there's true. something to be said I, for people standing up in their beliefs. Like uh, maybe they shouldn't have like killed other people for their beliefs, but mm-hmm. that's another subject. So then there's a scene about Catherine writing the letter, you mm-hmm. know, pleading to be with Mary about, you know, cause Mary was really yeah. sick. and And that's the- true. Okay. So, so she really, well, yeah, Yeah. she was really sick and, and Catherine really asked. Catherine
2: wanted to go nurse her.
1: And, and Henry, the King was, um, I mean, in my mind, he he seemed quite kind of paranoid Uh about that. Like, you know, like, oh, they can't get together. They're going to plot against me. And I, I just, I mean, I, I mean, do you think that was apparent? I mean, I'm, I'm not questioning whether she was sick. I'm not mm-hmm. questioning whether Catherine really. No, wanted I don't be, think it, it was
2: paranoid. Do you think it
1: was paranoid on the king's part to to even suggest that that no. was possibly going to happen?
2: I don't think so because Charles had an army. Charles had ships. Char- King, King, King Charles of Spain. the Emperor, yeah, Emperor okay. Charles V. and you know he could have he could have, and he thought about it, and he, you know he he really did think about launching an invasion. He was he was thinking about it, and if you got Catherine and Mary together, and they kind of each came up with a plan, and you know, I, I don't know that they would have while she's sick and he could have had people there watching them and, you know, he could mm-hmm. have tried to do that. But I don't think it was necessarily the most paranoid thing for him to
1: think. Okay, I, I guess just me, it seems like if if Charles, you know, if Spain wanted to come over and, and, and crush the king, if, if, it, if the king's army, if if that's what you want to call it, it just doesn't. It seems like they would make that decision well, without catherine what and they mary needed what they would
2: have needed was a way for mary to escape to get out because they they needed mary alive i see because then she would be the okay. figurehead
1: well then that, that so if that they could have come up sense. with a way for
2: catherine and mary to escape
1: mm-hmm. if
2: they could have plotted because they wanted
1: them out of there because otherwise they just would have killed them and that wouldn't have, right been. that
2: wouldn't have done any good no, they needed like, to have them alive so they could be put on the throne
1: okay and then they would have been in one place at one time and uh-huh Okay. I mean, that that makes more sense than them plotting against him, but just more of it being a part of a bigger plan. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we discussed that. There you go so i i I agree
2: okay yeah because they could have easily plotted their escape and like this person's gonna call talk to you and i have access to this person you have access to that person let's go and this person said this
1: and oh we can do that Uh uh-huh and
2: here's the code for this here's what we're gonna write when this happens you know they they could have done something like that okay i he still could have easily have stopped it by just having somebody there watching so he needn't have been i understand but but yeah
1: that makes more sense than what i was thinking um yeah and then the last question was just about more like he was he was really put in, in jail like that I mean uh-huh. I, I guess what I mean as opposed to being killed I mean it seems like it would have just been like okay you're not going to take this out we're going to kill you
2: no he was in jail for a long time as was Fisher and you know I think that I think that speaks to Henry's reluctance to kill these people yeah. as much as we like to think that Henry was this crazy guy who just chopped everybody's that's, heads off that's how
1: I kind of view him
2: yeah he wasn't he they were in jail for years before he, they finally and he gave them multiple he gave more multiple opportunities I'm to sure. take the oath he kept he sent people in and said are you sure he sent more advisors in um you know he he did give him chances and um you know i, I think that more really saw himself as wanting to be a martyr and he yeah, he had made up really and fisher too up, yeah. fisher was old fisher's like yeah. what am i gonna do you know yeah. and so yeah and also um yeah i i think that the other part of this was especially with more more was respected internationally i think we talked about that before this was
1: like um, yeah, because of his his writing, he yeah. wrote something. What did he, he write? He wrote Utopia, okay. and he wrote you know. A, he was a he was different. a famous humanist. He was a famous. Ah. He was,
2: and people knew him all over the world. So to say that the English king, you know, he wanted more. Really, really wanted more. If not to give his complete blessing, to at least say to say okay, to say it's okay. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's just, that's the feeling I get from the way they they, they they're doing the show. Is mm-hmm. like it's like everyone's like, come on, come on, dude, just
2: just, just, say, just it's okay. say it's okay
1: like yeah. none of us want to kill you like none of yeah. us want this like please just yeah come on like we all did it it's not that bad
2: all you have to do is yeah. say okay and yeah. sign something yeah. like just do it
1: yeah
2: <laughs> you get to go home be with your family we get to move on it's all good instead like... we have to have this big trial you yeah. gotta lose your head like
1: <laughs> you gotta make us look bad <laughs>
2: exactly like just agree so,
1: all right. Well, those are those, those are, are my questions. questions for for the time being. Yes. All right.
2: Well, um, thank you so much for listening. Um, remember, you can I'm going to plug my other podcast. You can dive deeper into 16th century England at um, the englandcast.com website, which is where all of the archives of this are as well. englandcast.com and, and, and
1: not not to knock yours and not yeah. to knock this podcast but hers hers is a lot better
2: <laughs> it's just it's just researched um so anyway thank you so much for listening and if you like this show please leave us a review on itunes it makes a it makes a really big difference so if you like the show leave us a review and you can learn more about us at watching the tutors.com yeah. you
1: laughing? <laughs> and don't don't, if you do leave a, a review don't call me an idiot
2: <laughs> yeah you got one that said you were the idiot <laughs> I'm not, I'm not he that just stupid. doesn't know that much about history yeah.
1: anyways right, I'm, I'm still enough. sensitive about it all right thank you <laughs> thank you everyone listening. thanks for listening we'll talk to you again soon we'll, we'll hear you next time
2: bye